Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from Beyond the Dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I am your Dungeon Master Luke, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, a level 3 fighter. Peter, I'm playing Spigs. Save my family, level 3 artificer. <laughs> oh, that was um, cross-promotion. Uh, I am Travis, little Moss, a level 3 monk. Alright, so once again, guys, uh, Jeff is not with us today. He is off in another state visiting family um, on another important uh, sort of event. Um, and we're going to roll with the three of us, which is kind of okay because when we last left it, Gage wasn't with the rest of the group. He sort of sped off in another direction. Yeah, the traitor. <laughs> so, who um, would like to roll a d20? I'll do it. All of you will do it. Uh, I rolled a nine. Um... Little Moss rolled a 10. Cortain rolled 11. Alright, so it looks like Peter is doing the recap. Last time on Beyond the Dice, we, as a team, broke into a building complex and retrieved a signature of some high-class woman and then delivered it. We then afterwards all met up at local our local bar currently it's called i forget luke i'm sorry the, the crooked candle the crooked crooked candle crooked whichever whichever way you like to say it depends how drunk you are it's cr- yeah that's crooked it. whoever says crooked candle. <laughs> <laughs> i was setting something up and you fucking took that bait <laughs> the crooked the cookers candle the crooked can- the crock pot candle uh, and we uh, unlocked or obtained our own hidey hole. And we're all like chilling out, talking about bread. Oh, we had like our own bro space. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Our own like Spigs cave. Don't call it a Spigs no, cave. No, it's legit now. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not cool, man. You can't just do that. Spigs cave. Laterally. Sounds like if you use the black light on that, it would just light up everywhere. Yeah, I was about to say you gotta you gotta go back there and make sure he hasn't marked his territory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like actually marked almost, it. What? A, it's almost like calling it the spunk cave. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Why? Because he's because he's a spunky dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Check out his hairstyle. It's all spunk. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, <this is> disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, it's but like Spigs totally paid for that like height, like bro cave. So it's, it should totally be. You paid to disinfect it, hopefully. Yeah, we set on fire. We burn it down first. Um, and yeah, we were we were talking about some bread, chilling out, and then like this uh, broadcast took over with the Edict of Ayer naming all of us for our previous. Fun deeds at the uh, the Knights Club, wanting their all their stuff back, and taking Spig's family hostage or doing something with them. So Spig's obviously pissed off, and we left it there. All right. 
So we did leave it there. We we left it with uh, Spigs uh, leading, running through um, through their new little hideout, up the stairs, out of the bar, and towards his truck. Gage gets in his own car, speeds away. Little Moss jumps on the back and clings to the the rear of the truck, and Cortain gets in the the this this side the side of it. This the he rides shotgun, if you will. Yeah. We see Darkhaven. It is the moisture-laden, run-down, urban mess that surrounds the more glamorous parts of New Etika. It is a humid slum, the sunlight barely reaches the ground level of Darkhaven, though the rain always finds a way. Whatever water was once utilised by those above Darkhaven usually finds a way to trickle down to the people below, mixing with the rain and the thick plumes of steam that breathes out of the generators and air conditioning units. Now over the last month, there has not been much rain, and the denizens of Darkhaven started to name this month the Month of Fresh. It was the first time in a long time that they weren't getting the runoff from the tiers and echelons above them and closer to the city. They were no longer walking through murky puddles, no longer hailing the first taxi cab they saw or rushing from cover to cover trying not to get soaked. Now Darkhaven is most certainly a dark place, but it is not unluminated. It is lit with the bright colours, lines, shapes and imagery that is given off by all of the neon signs and advertisements that flood everybody's vision. All manner of visual effects assault those who walk the streets of Darkhaven. Whether it's the light from physical signs and advertising screens, or it's the virtual ones in their cybernetic enhancements, which people have implanted in their eyes or in the wearable technology they utilize. Most of the citizens pay no heed to this assault, as they're surely used to it by now. The light and sound is almost inescapable, and if you were there, you would realise it's an almost impossible task to find a quiet, unlit alleyway, street or overpass. And to be fair, if you did find one, you would have found it alone, and you would probably never leave such a place. Those places that are shrouded in darkness are usually the hiding places of those with harmful intent. And we see a half-elf woman, her dark hair tied back in a ponytail above her undercut. She's moving through the thick crowds of people going about their business in the neon light. She walks right by one of those dark places, not stopping to pay the foreboding alleyway any attention. This is the first time in quite a while my hair isn't soaked from the rain she thinks to herself. She checks her holster at her ribs beneath her red puffy jacket. Her revolver is safe and sound, and her biceps look a little bulky due to her sleeves being pushed up to rest beneath her elbow. She feels a little tick in the side of her head. She touches the freshly 
healed scar at her temple and follows the cut horizontally towards her ear. She adjusts her sunglasses. Something light and wet hits her face and she knows the feeling all too well. She sighs as rain begins to fall around her. People begin to scatter. They flip up their hoods and most of them just continue on their way. Now amongst the shadowy buildings and the dazzling colourful streets, a classic dwarven make truck, an old forge 3101 keg liner named Chev speeds through the roads. On the side of the custom classic truck, a half-orc holds for his dear life. Within the truck, a man sits in the passenger seat ready for anything. The driver of this truck, a dwarf, a worried dwarf, an angry dwarf. His goggles down, his thunder cannon on his lap. He is ready to fight and likely to kill for his family. The truck, which was designed to withstand the weight of countless dwarven kegs as they were delivered to the various homes and establishments around Darkhaven, rumbles through the street at a quick pace. And people think of the keg liners as being a slow crawling car, not this keg liner. This truck speeds through the streets with a rage. Now, Spigs, you know that you are close to your shop. How do you want to stop your vehicle and how do you want to approach it? He really isn't in the mindset to like plan. So he's really just going to full pellet in the front of the shop. And like obviously he's going to see if there's anyone, he's going to run anyone down. But he'll just break right in the front and then jump out. Alright, so <clears throat> I won't make you roll, roll a driving check or anything at the moment. I will say that the truck screams to a halt, Spigs jumps out, the, the truck is still running. Now you see the front window has been smashed and the roller shutters are half shut. Your front door is bent inwards and the top half of it is almost resting on the floor. Lights flicker within. Guessing uh, the, the rest of you guys exit the vehicle, or, or a little moss, you jump off the, the side of it. Um, I jump off and like do a tumble. Spigs, and then the rest of you, what what are you doing? Spig, I will. Yes, yeah, Spigs is pretty much just gonna like charge in through the front door and holding out his son again. All right, what are the rest of you guys gonna do? Cortain is gonna get out of the car, keeping the door open, and will rest behind the now open door using that as a defensive barricade while he looks for any anyone who's trying to follow them or who might be trying to ambush them. Okay, from behind? Yeah. You see, um, you know, there's, there's crowds of people sort of um, moving on their way. Some people have stopped and they're, um, you know, they've got their communicators or, or what we might know them as mobile phones out and they're sort of, you know, they've taken a picture of the shop being smashed or whatever but most people are, are just going on their um, on their way they're sort of um, you know going to work or going here and there there doesn't seem to be any threats from behind you okay little moss what uh, are you doing <coughs> i'm just uh trying to remain inconspicuous 
Like, I don't think anyone can see me. I'm pretty cool. Alright. Do I have my black turtleneck on or my white turtleneck? Ah, uh, your black turtleneck. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> Cortain, are you going to stay there and uh, cover Spigs as he's, he's now just about to pass the threshold of his shop and enter the building? Yeah, so all the... What, all the front windows have been smashed? One of the front windows has been smashed, um, and the roller shutters are half down. Okay. But you can't yeah, really see inside properly. Okay. I'll move to the um, the wall right next to the broken window so that I have some cover and I can cover Spigs as he goes in. Alright, you slam up against the shop. You, you peer around the corner as Spigs trudges through the door. Now, Spigs... The display cases, like usual, are full of gadgets and electronic devices. Some are branded and some are your own and, and Glist's custom creations. The fluorescent lights are set in neat rows, shedding a bright white light on all the wares. Now they are flickering off and on, off and on. Now to Spigs. Spigs, you notice that this shop is unnaturally quiet. Usually there's a sound of a Revan engine out the back that Glist's working on on a hover bike or, or a road bike for a customer or usually the sparking of a welder in the workshop but at the moment there's not now can you roll a perception check for me Peter sure and Cortain as well actually perception Spigs only got 8 Cortain only got 10 Okay, Cortain, you see and you notice that there are bullet holes in the roof uh, and on, like in some of the shelves, in the metal shelves, there are bullet holes in it. Um, Spigs, you don't notice, but as you're walking down like the center aisle of your store, your robotic legs crush um, some, 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 some shells, some gun shells that are laying on the floor. You can hear the thumping of your own heart in your ears as you see blood spotting on the laminate floor. Can I say... Glist! Gleam! Razor! Yo! Anyone! You... hear somebody croak further into the store, and as you're walking through with your thunder cannon pointed in straight ahead in the direction of the croak, you see a hand, and it's set in a death grip. It extends from half of a forearm, and blood is spilling from the cut. The fingers twitch, and a pistol lays um, not far from it. You hear heavy breathing as you get closer to that that croak, and it's coming from it's coming from he who ho- who owns that arm. He's a man. He's wearing a large waist race jersey and a royal blue leather jacket over the top of it he has a slash across his stubbled face and it trickles with blood drawing lines across his grimace the slash continues across one of the lenses of these goggles that sit on top of his forehead they look like insect eyes Uh, one of them is glowing green but the one which has a slash across it has faded to black and you can see a panicked look in his eyes as he, he notices you walk in. A old, or an old, plain but sturdy hand axe 
its head painted in a deep red blood sits between the intruder and who you can now see croaked he called out to you your son gleam he's holding his shoulder and blood's pouring from it so this um intruder he's got a gun next to him or is he missing his arm so in the hallway his hand and half of his arm is has been cut off yeah the the pistol is not far from the hand uh, and probably about four meters to the right against one of the shelves the intruder is and probably three meters in front of him your son sits across from him uh, with with a looks like a gunshot wound in his shoulder his jeans your son's jeans and his bomber jacket are covered in blood beneath his bomber jacket you can see his chain shirt um, he's sitting up against the shelf holding holding his pain panting he looks up to you and says dad I tried when I heard them yelling at mama came downstairs he points I got one I mean I mean two they took the other injured one with them when they took mum after I kicked this, this first one's ass uh, are you alright? Yeah, he just he came for me and he shot me, but I took his fucking hand off and it cut his stupid face. Dad, you gotta get it back. I heard them say say something about an alley of some sort. Uh, they said something about uh, the old the old alley, um, like a jo- Joey's alley or something. This piece of shit won't tell me. And he nods across to the um, the the intruder. Where, where's where's the med kit? Wait, where we always keep it? Out near the wash wash basin in the, in the uh, in the workshop. Speaks charges uh, out to the workshop to get the first yep. aid kit and runs back once he grabs it. All right. You've got it in your back. And he's just starts applying it. What what happened? Like like I said, Dad, I don't I don't know too much. I heard them yelling at Mum. She was yelling back. She fired the shotgun. And uh, then I came running downstairs, and they were taking her out of the out of the shop. I um I got one in the stomach with my axe, and they took him. This one. This guy, this piece of shit, he, uh, he shot me in the shoulder, and then I cut off his arm, and I got him up his face. That's all. I haven't been able to... The pain's really bad, Dad. What, what about Razor and, and the rest of the family? They're all upstairs. They're fine. Can I come in and speak to Gleam? Yeah, let's say you're walking through, um, through the shop. As you Gleam. Hear, like speaks. Gleam, what happened? Hey, hey, Moss, Master. I mean, hey, Master. I, uh, I took, I took action, and I bested two of them. But I may not be able to come to practice. <coughs> I may not be able to come to practice f- for a few or training for a few days. They got me good. Gleam, what happened? <sighs> and he tells you. He told he tells you what I just uh, told the Spinks. You know, like, I, if, you know, first I, I I was thinking of, you know, using martial arts, using kung fu, but 
I just, I just went for the axe because I, I thought I needed a weapon. They had guns. And I didn't think that my guns would be enough. And he, he points to his muff, his muscles and he sort of smiles a bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Gleam. Gleam, just rest here, okay? Help is coming. Yeah. We'll protect your family. Yeah. Oh, uh, Grandpa's upstairs and he's got, he's got the others and, uh, he set up one of the old like machine guns up there, so I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go upstairs because he'll probably blast the first person who comes up. Okay, uh, Spigs, can you go upstairs? <laughs> you, get, you did a good job, son. Check the rest of the family. Uh, do, do, um, little Moss, do you know where this Joey's Alley is? Joey's Alley. I don't what? think that Little Moss would know where it is. Nah. You don't. Alright, well let's let's wake this fool up. So Spix goes across to the intruder that's got missing an arm. Yep. And he grabs him by the throat. Ah, hey! I didn't kill you, boy! Uh, I was I wasn't gonna kill him, I was just gonna teach him a lesson. Let me go! I'll teach you a lesson for messing with my family. And he like Punches him in the face. Alright. Breaking his nose. You punch him in the face and you break his nose. It starts to pour blood. Now, where, where's this... Where's this alley that taking my wife? You want to roll um, an intimidation check for me? Sure, why not? As you raise your fist again or you raise your thunder cannon, you, you tell me. Oh, he raises his fist again. Uh, 13. 13. I ain't telling you shit! And he spits blood in your face. Well, now I'm going to have to release my little orc friend here. Oh, yeah. Moss, take care of this filth. I, um, I don't kill him, but I, I mash his face in a bit. Alright, so you hit him a few times? Oh yeah, like All right. like the broken nose is just one component of a broken face. By the time I'm done with him, all right. You are you gonna hit him enough that uh, you're gonna break his jaw so he can't talk, or you? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna break his jaw, but like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna break his jaw. All right, you. And if you do so, you will not get any information out of him. As Moss goes to just pummel him, I'm like Moss. Stop that. It's not how we do things. As I pull out a knife. <laughs> Alright, right. I'm gonna... Okay, I will let... Um, I will let both of you uh, roll intimidation checks. Actually, you, whoever would like to roll one, roll with advantage. Because they'll say that um, Cortain's aiding you or Moss is aiding Cortain. Whichever one. So you guys choose. Uh... Little Moss, you want to do it? Yeah, I rolled a um, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Cortain, you walk in. You, you say what you say. Little Moss raises... Um, no, he, yeah, he, he puts his hand up towards you, Cortain. You flick the knife the other way, passing the handle to Little Moss. And the guy's like, Okay, okay, nah, nah, nah. My boys are going to the old strike zone. The old bowling alley. Down in... Uh, greedy meadows. Come on, don't, 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 don't kill me. We're, we're, 
We're just gonna, we're just gonna trade her and, and this dwarf's identity to the edict for some good creds, man, come on. You're on that video with him. And he points to Cortain. And we seen you before. And he points back to Spigs. My buddy's little brother got his ass kicked by you in probably this ass, this asshole, this half-orc a couple weeks back. You're gonna have to remind us, because, you know, we do that all the time. Was that the group of young thugs that were out the front of Spigs' shop? Yeah, so as you think back, you notice that um, one of them was wearing a leather jacket, very similar to this one that this guy's wearing, this sort of royal blue, this, this um, yeah, so it's most likely from that those guys that tried to rough up Spigs back in the day. Hey man, we we just been doing some small work for the edict, making some cash, you know? Nothing personal, man. I take my sword out and run him through. Alright. So wow. this guy's helpless. You wanna roll ace roll uh, versus AC? You get sure. advantage. That is a twenty-four. You definitely hit. So, uh, this guy is on pretty little ha- uh, HP, so you run your bastard sword through him, piercing the shelf behind him. His eyes sort of like roll back in his head, and he breathes his final breath <sighs> as he ripped the sword from his stomach. <clears throat> you guys hear Gleam saying, Yeah, take that, you piece of shit. I'm assuming does Spigs know where this bowling alley is? Yeah, you've been there back in the day, like when you were, probably when you were a teenager. Uh, it shut down because Joey, the owner, he um, he was like dealing drugs and stuff out of there and um, someone tipped him off and the, the, the New Etika Police Department got, um, only got involved because the, um, the Order of the Aegis forced their hand to arrest Joey um, and nobody ended up buying the alley and it just became this sort of derelict building. All right, guys, I know where this place is. Gleam, you good? Fixed, patched you up? We should get your son back upstairs with the rest of them. Yeah, uh, hey, Dad, don't worry about me. Mum was finishing up working on something for you. It's out in the workshop. Uh, look... I've, the bleeding's stopping. I'm, I'm pretty sure the bullet went through. And he leads to the side and you see a hole in the um, the shelf behind him. I'll go upstairs and and, and gra- Gramps will, Grandpa will fix me up. I just want you to go and get Mum back. Will do, son. Uh, Spigs, I might need that light machine gun upstairs. Uh, I think they, they might need... Haven't you got the other one? I think they need the protection. I didn't bring it. Hold on, I'll find... Assuming Spigs would have like another like sort of mach- like machine gun. Nah, this is your um, this is your father-in-law's like his his machine gun. He has had it in his house, and every house he's ever lived in, he would keep it there for protection. You know, most people keep a pistol or a shotgun, but your father-in-law is like, no weapon sits in my hand to protect my family. Unless it's a light machine gun. Something that can put a hole in a man's head the size of a man's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like yeah. He has so much wisdom. 
does uh is there any other gun, uh guns around? Well, there's the pistol from the the guy we just killed. Yeah, there's a pistol, but um, you stop selling like uh hard fire firearms like that quite a while ago. Um, just because you noticed that there was a lot of sort of teens and and young sort of guys coming in trying to buy guns from you. Yeah. Um, and so you would. That's why you sort of made your thunder cannon because you you sort of you know there's there's better ways of doing things than than bullets. You know, there's smarter ways of doing it. Yeah. Uh, you got you got no other weapons. I got my sword, my shotgun, but we're gonna need some something heavier than that. You got some grenades, some some or anything makeshift. Uh, I'll see what uh, Gliss made up for me. And the speakers goes to the, one of the side counters where um, Gl- uh, Gliss would keep stuff from. Yep. And there's a little like uh. I'll say there's like a shelf and there's usually like a tin box and Spigs opens it up after he like puts in a little um, tumble lock code. What's in there? Spigs opens up and he finds some special ammunition. They, it looks like a magazine for his uh, Thunderfire cannon, but the inside where the where the actual bullets are, it's more like a, a blue, sort of like a fluid, but it's more, it's um, like more electricity, like between electricity and a fluid. And like, it, a, like a sparking liquid of some sort, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. He and now has um, additional, he knew um, Gliss was working on some, to give us some more uh, firepower for his gun. So you um you also see these two uh, sort of like small canisters like a think of like an energy like a one of the smaller energy drink cans um, and you know that she she had been working on something you'd both drawn it up um, these these must be the prototypes they are two uh, sort of grenades that when they explode. It fires this, um, like this, almost like this, this web-like glue that will immobilize the target. They have to make, um, in mechanics, they have to make a deck saving throw, um, and then, the, oh, yeah, and then they're immobilized. Uh, I've got a couple of these cans of, uh, web sludge, if you want to, you want to give that a go. And he chucks, passes one to, um, Cortain. I guess it's better than nothing. On this, like, sort of grenade canister, looks like it can as well. You, you except there's like a seam halfway down, uh, and it's got a little arrow saying "twist." And um, yeah, once you, you guess that, if you twist it and you throw it, after a certain amount of time, it will um, it will explode. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'll take that then, and I'm ready to go. Get it back in the in the truck. And he um, speaks, runs out the front door. As you guys are leaving, you hear Gleam in the background uh, inside the shop saying, Gramps, it's okay. Uh, Dad's Dad's going to go and get Mum. And then um, you guys speed off down the street. 
So, let's just cut to you arriving at the bowling alley. And you see a lone, dull street light. It looks like a miniature moon on the end of a, um, like a curved sort of pole. And it's sending down a cone of light in the center of this old bowling alley's car park. And there are busted up trolleys, you know, shopping trolleys, and a few old burnt out cars that spot the car park um, that stretches out before the bowling alley. The building, single story, an older design. It has like orange bricks, practically completely covered in graffiti. Uh, it's got a low tin roof, it's all rusted. Uh, the windows are barred on the outside, and you can see on the inside they've been boarded up or something from within. There's a big sign uh, on the corner. It reads, the sign reads, Strike Zone, and some of the letters are flickering in, uh, in, in yellow. And there's a big red crosshair over some bowling pins that seem to be frozen in time, tipping over but never actually falling down. Now further up, you can see um, two custom streetcars and road bikes are parked in front of the bowling alley right near the door. And their red tail lights shine like angry eyes in the dark. Can you all roll a perception check as you're driving up to this place? 16 for Speaks. 12 for Moss. 20 for Cortain. Alright, you all see that there is uh, there are some some people out near those cars. A gang of people, if you will. What are you going to do, Spigs? Does he spot... Can he spot Glist in that group? No, but you see... Actually, who got 18? Cortain. Oh, Cortain got 20. 20? Ah, oh, sweet. Um, anybody over 16 sees that the front door of the bowling alley um, is is open, pushed inwards. Okay. Spigs, can this can this car take a take a beating? <laughs> can it take a beating? And uh, he like puts it revs up even higher. Where we going? All right. Just to I let see. you know, there is there are quite a few car like there are those cars that are spotted in the car park, um, and you will have to make driving checks and then you will take collision damage as you um as you if you decide to push through and smash these guys you think you can smash through just to <clears throat> just as a like i'll probably cut this little part out here me telling you that um even though your truck is sturdy it's not modified to like a ramming vehicle to go to to ram, so you guys will take damage. It's a uh, sturdy, but it's gonna be a rough ride. Okay, little moss, why don't you get out here and flank around those those cars and be all stealthy with your black turtleneck? Ah uh, man, I will. Uh, I'm actually just gonna walk up to the biggest, meanest looking guy and punch him right in the face. You're just gonna walk straight to him. Yep. So, um, are you guys stopping the truck there, or are you gonna? What are you gonna do? How how, how big is the group out the front? With the perception checks you guys made, you can definitely tell. About eight dudes. Just gonna walk up to the biggest one, man. <laughs> so Spigs is Spigs running sure. faster than the? <laughs> I think I assume we've like we've kind of stopped um, far enough away that not noticeable. 
and we're discussing what we're doing and and and, and Moss is just like running across to the group of people at the front. Yeah, well, Moss, have you started running? Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you've stopped. You can see the sign. You've seen the car park. You can see everything. Because you're a truck, you're sort of inconspicuous. You know, these are some of these older trucks who drive around and, uh, you know, for... You know, might, they might think it's a garbage truck or a dump truck or whatever. So you um, you stop, you see Little Moss How running across the How dare they think it's a the garbage truck? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, what do you want to do? You guys want to sneak up on them? Do you want to... What, what are you doing? Tell me. I think... I'll go to Cortain and like... Uh, I'm not good with uh, sneaking up, but I'll, I'll bring in the cavalry if you go ahead. You make some noise and I'll I'll move around the side. Alright. So Spig's plan is so Smoss is already charging forward. Spig's is gonna like charge the truck towards them, but stop just in front of them as he'll jump out. So he's got some cover. He'll kinda like swerve it. As he gets to it to the end, he'll swerve it for some for like a, a barricade. Alright, so you speed up the truck. Uh, wait, Coltane, did you get out already? Yeah, I'm already out. Okay, cool. So, you, yeah, Spigs, you speed up the truck, you drive into the car park, you turn, you swerve the car, you jump out of the side of it, you see little moss rolling up. The gang notices you speeding into the car park and, and slamming on the brakes. First off, little moss, as you're running in, before all this happens, you see them, they're like smoking, some of them, um, you know, drinking some beers, they're hunched over... They're, um, they all have matching patches covering the backs of their jackets and their jackets are, are black, um, this royal blue, navy blue, sort of a selection of colors, um, both black and blue. Um, the patch shows a skeletal hand with a spiked bracer gripping a knife and throwing up the horns. So, you know, like, you know, like a metal symbol. Yeah. People, yeah. It's like it's doing that. That's on their, um, on their back and it says thrashers. Uh, underneath it they're throwing dice down in a circle sprayed sprayed um paint that's glowing in the dark others are like spraying um swear words and shit on on the ground and shit in the area as uh you see spigs tear up the the uh the, the bitumen slam on his brakes you make it to the same point as his car and i'll get y'all to roll initiative for me please Fourteen, fifteen. Spigs seventeen. Uh, Moss five. <laughs> cool. All right. So, little Moss, you are startled by the Spigs' car because it wasn't really a part of the plan. And um, for you, you jumped out earlier. Uh, so you like sort of dodge. And I will say that you, at the moment, have cover behind one of the cars as Little Moss Spigs breaks his truck and gets out. Spigs, it's your turn first. You've rolled highest on initiative. Uh, so they said there's about nine. And some of them on the... How many on the ground? You see eight all up. Now you're closer. All right, so there's eight. And, and they're all... And they're all pretty, like, pissed, as in... On the booze, sort of lacks in readiness. Nah, they, as you pull up your truck, you see them pulling out various weapons. Alright. 
Um, so Spigs to like a couple of them that are probably huddled together, like the ones close together, that probably playing the dice game before. He'll throw one of those. Um, well, he gave one to Cortain, the other can of um, what did I call it before? Mudweb. You called it um, sludge web or something. Sludge web. That was it. Sludge web. Now let's just say that you throw it, and they will make a dex saving throw. All right, so it would hit um, four of them. Yep, because they're pretty they're pretty close clustered together. Uh, one will make it. He rolled a seventeen plus his dex. Uh, the second one will fail it. Third one rolled a sixteen will make it. The fourth one he will fail it. So two of them are hit. Um, now the two that you hit. One is a goblin and one is a human. The other two humans who dodged it, they roll out of the way just in time. So can I give a bit of fluff to the to the grenade? Yeah, go ahead. So I imagine it's like a, uh, a pressurized can, like a soft drink can. And as, the, as you kind of pull the pin, it releases like a foam. Um, but more sort of like you know like the spider-man web shooter stuff so it kind of yep. goes all over them and sort of like a dark like a black web kind of just spurts out all it from the can from the lid and all over them awesome they are immobilized until their next turn when they can break free of it so they cannot move uh you're gonna do anything else sir is that a standard yeah stand action all right, I don't think I have much else I can do. I will just hide behind the truck, and you can't read it. You can't read in action. I'll just hide behind the truck. All right. So you're taking cover. Yeah, sweet. Next off, we will have one of the others further along that was spray painting. Drops his can. And he pulls free a longsword and he and a pistol in the other hand and he shoots a couple shots off towards Spigs. Alright, yeah, let's give you let's give you plus four to AC. No, he rolled pretty shite. It's gonna be a ten. No. <laughs> yeah, so bing bing. He fires and they hit the uh, your car. And that's all he does. Yeah, cool. That's all he does. Next is Cortain. So you see this um, this little explosion go off and this stuff spray out of this can that, that Spigs just threw. And then Hobgoblin throws his his spray paint can to the ground, pulls out a pistol and a longsword, and he starts firing gangster grip style at um, Spigs, but completely misses. Okay, so because I got out of the car before, I'm still a fair while away, so I will sprint around the left side to try to flank around. Awesome. You're going to double move? I'll probably... Actually, how far would they be? Yeah, you might have to double move. Yeah, I'll double move. All right. Actually, yeah. That's sprinting, so... You already said so. All right, let's, um, let's say that you... 
gain cover behind sort of like um, a, a big cement wall um, that sort of blocks off some of the, the car park from the road to stop old people from driving through it yep. to traffic. Next is one of the goblins, Goblin 1, who cannot move. He's pulling this this sort of black web goopy substance trying to get free it's on his legs on his arms what he's going to do is pull out an fsmg um and he's going to try and fire it at cortain because he notices cortain running up because he didn't roll stealth you were just charging in yep. which is going to be still pretty low to hit man it's going to be a it's going to be a 15 versus ac misses not pretty low but you know uh, actually minus two for your cover so it's definitely gonna miss uh next is goblin number two who is not caught was he caught he was a human goblin yes so number two has not been caught by the goop um what he will do is pull out a pistol and fire at spigs as well and he completely misses as well it hits the side of your truck he will then move into cover behind one of their cars next to the Hobgoblin. Uh, after which we will have a human. This human pulls out a pistol as well and he will fire at Cortain. That is... 14, which is going to miss. And he will move behind cover, behind one of the cars. We'll have human two. He is going to run out as his friends are firing at Spigs. Um, and you see that he, as you look around the corner, you guys see he's got a shotgun. Uh, he's going to run out to a position where he has some decent sight of Spigs within range. And he's going to fire the shotgun. And that is... Oh, that's a decent roll that time. Um, that's... 20, it'll be 20, uh, so ghetto crit-ish um, on the dice, uh, which will be 2d8 damage for Spigs as he's blasted with this shotgun. Just like that, that is, that, that is, I thought so. <laughs> That's 8 damage oh. as he blasts you some, some shrapnel from the shotgun, cuts through your shoulder. Next, we have human three and four. Uh, they both have pistols, and they're going to fire one at Spigs uh, and one at Cortain because they don't know that little Moss is here yet. <laughs> Stealthy motherfucker. Because he was wearing black, he was running in, and then a car sped, and, and they totally distracted them. I rolled two 16s on that dice. That's going to mean something. Um, so, they will, one will, yeah, one Cortain, one Spigs, um, and that will be a 20 again. Actually, no, cover. So, um, one will just be a 12, the other one will be, no, sorry, one will be a 16, the other one will be 18, Versus say, so Spigs 16, Cortain 18. So, Mrs. Spigs. Once again some bullets hit your truck spigs and 18 versus, versus AC for Cortain 
18? Yep. Did you say? That hits. Alright, so a bullet flies hitting into your armor. And it does a good old six damage. Um, so that's eight damage for you then there, plus yeah, two sure, sure. damage. Um, then we have goblin number three. He's going to blast his SMG. Um, and I'm going to roll a d6. Odds, Cortain, even Spigs. Number two, so he's going to fire at Spigs. Damn it. And he's definitely going to miss with a with a one. He fires and he falls prone. <laughs> gets blown gets blown backwards is that because he he was slightly slightly intoxicated yeah he was he was the goblin drinking the beer um he's um uh, his turn is now and his name's little moss so little moss like switches from a from like a run to a to like a jilted stumble um and he approaches unassumingly like he doesn't know what's going on he seems agitated he doesn't he doesn't know where he is and then he just strikes one of the humans in the back of the head to try and incapacitate him all right well there's one guy that's close to closest to you he is one of the guys with a shotgun that blasted out at spigs yeah um so if you go into that group you will take an op attack from him Oh, um, can I just on. attack him in the back of the head? You definitely can. So, what do you like? You just ha- ha- describe how you're walking or running into the situation. So, I'm stumbling in, like, I'm kind of mumbling to myself. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. And just, yeah, just like stumble past him. <laughs> Almost seem like I fall over, but then, like, there's a glancing blow from my elbow into, like, the base of his neck. All right. As you're stumbling in, this human's like, hey, half walk. If you help us out, you get paid good creds. Yeah, no, I ignore, I ignore it. So yeah, you, this guy calls out to you, and you ignore him, and then you sort of like stumble past him, and then you hit him, right? Yep. Okay, cool. So roll your attack, sir. Uh, that's not very good. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen versus AC for this guy will hit him. Ooh yes. Right up under the base of the skull, baby. Nice. Roll your damage, sir. And remember, you can um, you can trigger your braces to do the extra damage if you wish. Elemental damage. Yeah. Uh. Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Did you want to augment your hits? Or yes. No? Just with the shock, like just like almost like an incapacitating shock of lightning or something. Yeah. So you want to knock him unconscious, or you do do you want to kill him? I uh, do not want to kill him. I just want to incapacitate. All right, cool. So roll the extra damage on that. Uh, four damage. Four. All right. You guys see Little Moss stumble past him. This human with the shotgun calls out to Little Moss. And then Little Moss strikes out, hitting this guy in the back of the head. The guy falls down. The shotgun goes off. He's out cold. You see a flash of light behind his head spark as Little Moss continues to stumble forward. Next off, we have Spigs. It is your turn. All right, so that human that shot me the shotgun before is kind of yep. in line of sight from 
side of the, the truck. He is unconscious. Is that the one that Little Moss took out? Yep, because he was closest to Little Moss. Um, anyone else? Oh, I see. He picks around and will fire at, I guess, the next closest human. It's not already... Next closest human? Cool. Um, the, closest, the closest one after that is probably one that's immobilized. Um, anyone that's sort of still moving, moving around... Most of them have, most of them have taken cover. Okay. Except except the ones that are immobile, and they're both next to each other. Ah, uh, he'll he'll shoot at them. Alrighty, so he fires the thunder cannon with his new. He lock in the new uh, ammo. Yep. And he fires. And apparently, um, it had a bit of a false start because he put it in the wrong slot. <laughs> Put it in backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has to take it out and blow it like an old Nintendo cartridge. cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you miss. Yeah. All right, you go to you pull up your thunder cannon, you aim it. Oh, if, if they're if they're immobilized, does he get advantage shooting or not? Uh, yeah. Let's say you do. All right. How about that? Uh, it's good. All right. Oh man, come and roll the dice. There we go. Oh, it's still pretty shit. Um. We leveled up, right? Yeah. We got these things called hero dice. You do. Alright, I'm gonna roll one of those. Okay, so I need right. to add to it. Oh yeah! That's a five on the hero dice. Nice. So what's the total? Uh let me think. So that's twelve. Sixteen total on the Thunderfire Cannon. Hell yeah, you blast this guy, and this, this human who's not moving, he's immobilized, struggling with his pistol. Alrighty, uh, and with the new Thundermonger ammo, it's three, do we even have it? No, there's another six. Whoa. Alright, so that is a total of almost plus. 12 lightning damage. Alright, what does it look like when you fire this this shot? It kind of looks like the same as before where like Thunderfire, Thunderfire Cannon like roars up, fires, but instead of firing like this blast of like energy, like flame ball basically, yep. it fires sort of a canister that's the same ammo that fires across, shoots into... Um, the target and then explodes in like a ball of electricity alright so you put it up against your shoulder that it was shot by the shotgun you don't even wince you sh- you fire this canister bursts out this big this huge bullet bursts out the it's, it's, it's shaped like a bullet um, but the tip the tip of it sort of like breaks off like a, um, a rocket does when it goes into space and there's like um, four little uh, four long prongs like needles and it stabs into the guy and then it bursts an electric electricity field he is electrocuted and falls to the ground dead and is that all you're doing for your turn so uh, and then he'll reload and then and then and then hide behind the uh, truck cover again awesome next we have the hobgoblin he is going to um, char or run towards Little Moss as he sees this figure stumbling towards the group. And when he gets to Little Moss, he's going to swing his longsword 
one-handed at Little Moss. And that will be a 19 versus AC. Hits. And that is four slashing damage. Ouch. As he cuts across your arm. Um, And then what he will do is he will use his skill as a hobgoblin called Martial Advantage. And he deals an extra... 2d6 when he hits with a weapon um, weapon attack. Oh no, he can't because he's not within 5 feet of an ally. Okay. Yeah, that's what he gets. So, just keep in mind that that is, that is a thing. If this hobgoblin hits when he's got a friend nearby, he does an extra 2d6 damage, so it can be pretty fucking deadly. Uh, next is Cortain. <clears throat> okay, so I will m- move up to one of the burnt out car husks yep near the battle how many of them are there left about six or so uh there are <coughs> six guys you're correct cool we've taken out two already yes two humans are dead two humans or oh, one's uncom one's ko'd one's actually dead i will cortain will get onto the roof of a, one of these husks and with his shield activated on his arm and his sword out he will with a booming voice yell out to these to these ruffians and say hear me if you leave now we will let you live but if you continue to fight i will kill you like i did your straggler at the shop all right did Wait. you want to roll um an intimidation yeah check i'll roll a hero dice that is train intimidation. That is a twenty-two. Okay, so first off, you get inspiration for that, sir. Yeah. Second so. off, any creature that you attack next will get uh, you will get advantage on your roll. Okay. The, rest, the rest of any creature um, and the rest of them are, and that could be ongoing so just say if you kill a guy and move on to the next person I'm going to roll and um, if the roll is successful then the next person you'll have advantage on as well um, just for that, that was pretty fucking cool cool is that, I'm guessing that's my turn to get up and to, to yell at them like that nah, nah that was free Okay, do any of them seem like oh, they are... Cl- climbing would be your... Would, like, r- remove half your move, we'll say. Okay. Do any of them seem to be... To be moving away? Um, they... You see some of them step back as this armoured guy... With a sword and a shield fucking jumps on top of a car and screams at them. Tells them that their friend is dead. I will yeah, then... see him step back. Seeing that they are hesitant, I will capitalise on that. And leap off the car close to them as I can with the sword and just try to land next to the closest guy who is not um, is not retreating or does not look like he's retreating and I'll just slam the sword down at him cool there are two goblins hiding behind um, cars nearby you can choose one of them to attack if you wish I will choose the one that looks the most the most confident alright you attack the most confident one, which is the closest one to you. 
So did you say I get advantage on this? You do, sir. Okay, that is a 22 versus AC. That will definitely hit. And that is 13 damage. Describe what it looks like when you cut this goblin down. I just slam the sword straight into his head, splitting him down from forehead to mid uh, to mid torso, and then just ha- like just yank my sword back up. Nice. As I kick his body down. <laughs> you like cut him almost down the middle, and then you rip it out and boot his body to the ground. The other, the other goblin that you didn't attack, he's like. Holy fuck! And as I turn with the sword, I just I just yell. Like, I just let out a, a roar. Nice. Alright, uh, Goblin 1, who is immobilized, he is going to fire at you, Cortain. Um, and he misses completely. Like, I'm just scared out of his mind at the moment. Uh, Goblin 2, you've already killed. Um, human 1's turn, he's dead. Uh, human 2... He's um, hiding behind a car, and he will point his pistol um, at um, Cor- at Cortain because at the moment he can't shoot Little Moss and as his as his ally is in the way, and he he's going to miss completely as well. Obviously, shit scared. Um, it is Human Four's turn. He will shoot at Spigs. Uh, far, whoa, I've rolled like two fives in a row. He completely misses, hitting the, um, hitting Chev, your truck. Uh, next we will move to, um, Goblin 3. He will fire his SMG at, uh, Cortain. Holy crap. He completely misses with an 8 AC, uh, 8 versus AC, Good. Uh, and now it's Little Moss. You've, uh, sc- you've like, scared me, man. I'm rolling that <laughs> Scared your dice. So, who's Holy in, fr- like, has anyone noticed that I incapacitated, incapacitated that guy? Um, the hobgoblin that is swinging a longsword at you has definitely noticed. Ah, uh, that would make sense. Yep. Um... Okay, well then I want to try and get around behind him and get him in a sleeper hold and put him to sleep. Alright. Um, you going to make him some cocoa? I don't know if you'll be able to choke a hold him unless he's very low to health. So let's say, just roll your hit and then we'll see how you go with it and then you can flavour it as such. Uh, 16. Uh, that will not hit this hobgoblin. As you go to grab him, he spins out of the way with with a, a fighter's grace. This guy may have been trained in martial arts as well, or at least in uh, in sword fighting. Damn. Um, do you get like a second attack or anything? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. You get an offhand attack. You can hit. You just don't plus your um your attack bonus. Uh, eleven. That won't hit either. Oh. So you you swing at him to grab him, and then he dodges out the way. Then you go to like spin kick him, and he also dodges that. Well, 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 I'm back, and I'm here to tell you the rest of the story of our mercenaries from New Etika. 
I hope you enjoy this next half of the season. Remember to keep tuned. Every second Sunday, I will be here to tell you another tale. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Um, you can check us out at beyondthedice.com. Um, we're also on Facebook. And you can check the latest news there at facebook.com slash btdpod. If you got a Twitter account, add us on at beyondthedice. Also, a really cool one is that guy at the end of our episodes, Crux, at Crux Tales. You can go to our Insta, which is pretty fun. We do all things nerd and geek which is uh, quite impressive at Beyond the Dice. Thanks again for listening, guys. If you've got some time, please jump on iTunes and, and give us a review so that more people can enjoy this podcast. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> what kind of delay was that? 10 seconds. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can sync it up. Yeah, internet from the past. <laughs> no, we have internet from the future. That's what it is. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm almost back, guys. I'm just um, pouring my my another next glass of port.